Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Welcome to the Southern California Prep Insider Baseball Playoff Podcast. Tommy and Les here getting ready for round two. This is the Division Three. Three, yes, three. The Division Three podcast. If you're looking for the other ones, they're out there. Go search for them. That was a mouthful, Les. Uh, did I regurgitate that properly, all inform- information, or did that come out right? Yeah, man, sounds good. D3 playoff preview. We like it. <laughs> there we go. Well, much simpler the way you said it. Uh, we will start in Division Three, like I just said. Uh, Maranatha at Grace Brethren. Yeah, Maranatha, man, this is obviously the top seed, super offensive team. Eight guys hitting 341 or better, led by Mac Blessin- Max Blessinger's ridiculous 506 average, Tommy, 506. The junior Dallas Baptist commit is already on scouts' radars for next year's draft, obviously. I uh, should continue uh, that, you know, his reputation of being an elite hitter this summer. Uh, oh, by the way, he just happens to roll in with a 0.4 ADRA, too. Um, and he should get the start here after da- Dawson Nets twirled a gem last week against Palos Verdes. For Grace Brethren, they're going to need their offense to get back on track. Um, you know, if they're going to pull off the upset here, Pearson Ole, who we talked about last week, was awesome on the mound against West Torrance, threw a complete game shutout. The Lancers only managed two hits, which is a little unlike them. Uh, I'd expect his brother Carson Ole to get the start here, 6-2 with a 1-2-4 ERA. Uh, but if the offense doesn't get rolling, this could be a long day. I'm going to take Maranatha in this as the top seed to advance. I'm going to go here. I'll go with the upset. I, Pearson pitched really well in, in round one. I expect Carson to do the same. Uh, another guy from Maranatha I do want to mention, though, Marco Martinez hitting 449 with four runs. As you mentioned, two hits are Grace Brethren. Not like – they're not normal for them. So I don't expect that to happen again, even though uh, Blessinger will be on the mound. He's tough. He's a tough one uh, to get at. Next, we have Arlington and San Luis Obispo. You know, when you look at Arlington on paper, you wonder how it is that they're here even, right? I mean, they don't hit incredibly well as a team, 275 average. And they're just okay on the mound with a 2-5 ERA. What they do exceptionally well is put pressure on opponents. They bunt, they hit and run, very disciplined at the plate, make pitchers work for outs. And those sort of things can just wear on opponents. You know, Slow is one of the best juniors in the country and the number one player in the state for our rankings. In 2019, left-handed pitcher, uh, outfielder Cooper Benson, uh, who pitched in the opening round game. Senior Noah Cracknell has been really hot at the plate of late, as has junior shortstop right-handed pitcher Brooks Lee. Slow is a really good team with good depth. And even though they'll have a three-hour bus ride for this one, I'm going to go ahead and take the Tigers over Arlington. Yeah, I'll go slow as well. Uh, Zach Overton for Arlington pitched the first game, pitched well. I think Ethan Sachs will be on the mound for Arlington in this one. But uh, slow coming off a 6-0 win over Oxnard. I think they'll uh, you know, advance again. Uh, next, Redlands and Ocean View. You know, Redlands comes in on the heels of a really solid win over a good Korean Lutheran team, uh, despite, again, only managing three hits. Justin Schubert threw a complete game shutout, which obviously helps big time. But look for junior Marcus Zofrea, who is having an incredible season to take the mound for the Terriers, who won seven of the last eight. Ocean View beat uh, Bray Olinda behind a strong outing uh, from recent Cal State Fullerton commit Gavin Kennedy. Uh, the Seahawks have been a little bit inconsistent this year, especially in big games where their offense at times can get lost. I'm going to go for Redlands to win this one at home. Yeah, I like Redlands too. I just say Ocean View coming off that 7-3 win over Bray Olinda, but I like uh, Redlands next, San Dimas and Santa Fe. Samus, San Dimas, excuse me, is one of the best teams nobody really talks about. The Saints at one point had a 20-game win streak, which is insane when you consider they played a 28-game regular season. 
Uh, they pounded Limpfield Christian 10-0 last week behind freshman Robin Man Robbie Mansour's three RBI game. Zach Jacobs, a recent UC Riverside commit, threw a complete game shutout with five strikeouts. Santa Fe, meanwhile, was in a dogfight with Downey before pulling away late and route to a 7-4 win. Senior pitcher Alfredo Ruiz is getting some attention from MLB scouts, and rightfully so. Uh, but I'm guessing he pitched last week. I couldn't find any info on that. Uh, so the Chiefs and their team batting average of 349 are going to need all the offense to carry them in this one. I usually go with the home team in games like this, but I'm taking San Dimas to go on the road and get the W here. Yeah, I got San Dimas too. I think they'll probably throw Benny Torres. He's got a .8 ERA. Again, I, with the rotations and playoffs, kind of weird, kind of to guess, but uh, I'm going to go with San Dimas here. Next, uh, Temecula Valley and LaSalle. Yeah, LaSalle rolled over Charter Road 5-0 in the opening round and are on modest four-game win streak. However, this will be their toughest competition in a long time, if not all season. Lancers do bring really good pitching, pitching with senior Zane Lindemann, Landon Smith, and Jeff Daly. question for them is, will they hit enough to pull this one out? Temecula Valley beat Valley View 6-2 six, last week to advance to this game. Golden Bears are a really offensive team with five guys hitting 350 or better. They also feature, feature good pitching, too. Three guys with an ERA below 170. Uh, they rolled through the Southwestern League, which is one of the top leagues in the area, and appear to be a team on a mission given what they went through, what they've overcome. We talked about the vandalism at their field and all that stuff. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Golden or Temecula Valley excuse me, in this one. I'll take them, too. They look like a team on a mission. We talked about the storyline. It all kind of fits. Uh, next, we have Pauly and Temescal Canyon. Temescal Canyon took down a really good Pacifica team last week on the road behind a stellar performance uh, from Dane uh, Padnos. The offense is potent for the Titans of late. Sophomore Caden Zuba in his 424 batting average leading the way. Long Beach Poly comes in red hot at the plate with eight regulars hitting over 300, led by senior EJ Andrews in his 377 average. Jack Rabbit survived against a really good Fullerton team 2 0, which is a good sign because their pitching is, for lack of a better term, is not all that good. They have a team ERA of 429. But in the playoffs, anything ha can happen. I just don't know that they're going to have enough pitching on the road, so I'm going to go ahead and take Temesco Canyon in this one. Yeah, I agree with you, too. That was my one concern is that Paulie wouldn't have enough on the mound. Uh, they definitely have it at the plate, but it's, if it's going to be a shootout like that, I think it might get in trouble. Uh, next, Capo Valley Christian and Bellflower. You know, Capo Valley Christian beat Ratchet Cucamonga 1-0 on a close play at the plate that could have gone either way, which caused Twitter, of course, to go nuts. The pictures and videos of the bang-bang play that would have tied the game late. Look for the Eagles to send senior Ryan Hazard to the mound in this one. Alec Arnone is the big offensive threat as he enters the game hitting 424 with nine bombs on the season. That could come into, come into play at Bellflower where the ball travels well. Bellflower beat Cantwell Sacred Heart, one of your favorite teams name-wise, 4-1, <laughs> in a game that was scoreless until the Buccaneers threw up a four spot in the fourth. Junior Josh Montero continued his hot streak with three RBIs in that game. Well, Javier Gordo threw a complete game. Expect Chris Reuter to get the start for the Buccaneers in this one. Coupled with a current hot streak at the plate, that should be enough. I'm going to go Bellflower in this one. I'll go the other way. I'll go with Capa Valley. And one more set on our none. He's got 41 RBIs. And anytime I see a 40 in the RBI category in high school, I need to make sure to mention it. Uh, final game for Division Three. it is Wilson and Arcadia. It's going to be a tough road test for Arcadia who beat Santa Monica 2-0 in the first round. The Apaches, as we mentioned, were nationally ranked up until a couple weeks ago, looking to get back in their winning ways. Sophomore Chris Wilson and his .88 ERA should get the start in this one for Arcadia. 
The offense needs to come back to life if they're to advance. Wilson has the offense to make a run in the postseason, and Coach Andy Hall has the experience to guide them to it. The pitching has been exceptional for the Bruins uh, since about a third of the way through their uh, league play. And playing at home certainly helps. In the end, though, I think Wilson is the team to put and end Arcadia's magical season. So I'm going to take the Bruins. I'm going to go Arcadia. Tim Van Kirk hitting 441. Jeffrey Castillo hitting 385. Currently ranked number 38, according to Max Preps, in the state. So, again, it'll be a great game, but I've got Arcadia there. That is Division Three. So if you're looking for the other divisions, don't worry. They're coming. There's other videos, so please check the Twitter, YouTube account, everything, the website. They're all up there, I promise. So we'll see you in Division Two.